When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon, Arsenal fans, and welcome along to another uh, edition of the 49 Undefeated podcast. Charlie Watts with me this afternoon, and Kevin Byrne too. Good afternoon, lads. Tom. Plenty to get through, um, as always. But it's, it's there's going to be a, a you know a, a bit of a, a bit of a transfer special today because there is just so much going on at the moment. Charlie Kalasnach confirmed yesterday. Loads of rumours still about Mbappe. Uh, is it is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? Lacazette as an alternative. There's there's a lot to talk about at the moment, isn't there? There certainly is. First of all, Kalasnac very good start to the summer business, albeit not going to generate the headlines that a fifty million pound signing would generate because he's a free, but um, but very good. You know all the talk from Germany from people who know him very well, watch him all the time. So he's certainly an improvement on what Arsenal got, and he's going to bring a lot to the team. And from what I've seen of him which isn't lots, but what I have seen of him, he's, he's a definite improvement. He really gets forward well. Um, fearsome player as well, real brute of a player, um, leader. and um, So I think that's a very good start. But yes, an awful lot more to come. It's going to be a busy summer. He hinted, at th- he hinted at three transfers. Now, I don't know if he was referring to pre-Kalasnach or, or post-Kalasnach in, in terms of how whether he's going to be included in those three signings, but you'd imagine that if, if he is included that it would a striker is clearly on the agenda. Wide players, have also, Lamar and Mares have also been linked, Kev, but maybe midfielders as well. There's, there's, there's <laughs> so it, much. There's so much going on, isn't there? There's, it's almost too much to consume and, and think about. Yeah, I mean, it's the first time Arsenal missed out on the Champions League in 20 years. There's obviously going to be be a big change. Um, we've got Glazanac is a very Arsenal signing. It's a very Wenger signing. Uh, picking up a young, talented defender who likes to get forward on a free transfer. Do you think? Do you think it's also evidence as well that there has been a plan in place for this transfer window, like the Mbappe bid, which, but you know, is understood to be genuine. It looks like they've had a, they have had this plan in place as soon as that Wenger confirmation of the new contract was. You know, signed, sealed, and delivered to go and attack the transfer window early. Yeah, it, I just kind of find it strange that they waited so long to confirm it. Uh, to confirm Wenger or to, <laughs> both, both, to be honest with you. Um, Kalasnach probably wanted confirmation of Wenger before he officially signed, um, which makes sense. And if they had announced him early, that kind of would have given the game away. I'm wondering why they didn't announce Wenger sooner, but that's where we are. Uh, the Mbappe thing is interesting. They tried to sign him last summer, obviously didn't work out. And uh, now he's going to cost a world record fee of latest offers of £121 million, is it? Which is a lot of money. Uh, it's very unwenger like to even attempt to break a world record for transfer fee. So... It's going to be an interesting summer. I would like to see Mbappe arrive, but, you know, he seems to like Arsenal. That seems to be the only really advantage Arsenal have. They're holding on to, basically. Yeah, he seems to have a good relationship with Arsenal. His family 
appear to know Wenger. Uh, he seems to have mentored him in some capacity. Obviously, the Monaco connections there. I just realised that Wenger's been at Arsenal for longer than Mbappe's been alive. <laughs> Which isn't to do with anything. It just <laughs> entered my head. Um, he's so young. He's so young. And there's talk now that he's going to stay in Monaco for another season. Which, honestly, would be a good move for him to stick around. I'm not sure if it's the right thing for Monaco to do. Because right now he's such hot property that, you know, say next season he has a sophomore slump and kind of doesn't exactly hit the heights that he did this season. Maybe his value will go down and they'll only get 80 for him next year. What do you think of the bid, Charlie? Because a lot of, a lot of Arsenal fans are quite sceptical about the timing of it. You get that every year. The season ticket renewals and all, all that, it's always thrown at Arsenal. I don't think that's really got anything to do with it. The bid seems like it was genuine. Obviously, it was supposedly lower than a couple that had been rejected, but it was it was built differently. It was yeah. a much bigger the structure upfront of the fee. Yeah, yeah um, and, and also Monaco apparently are, are happy to let Mbappe choose where he goes. Mm. And we're willing to take slightly less because it's going to be a world record fee. Yeah, and uh, like you were talking about, Venger, the the big thing with Arsenal, the big hope Arsenal have got is Wenger. Obviously, he was there. He spent a lot of time with the family last year as he tried to get the deal done for two hundred and fifty grand, and uh, now we're going to be paying over hundred million. Um, <laughs> and obviously, Mbappe decided to stay at Monaco for and sign his new contract there. And looking at what's happened this season, it proved to be a good. Um, good decision not for Arsenal but for Mbappe certainly and certainly for Monaco um, but I, 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 last podcast we did I banged on about this for ages I, I thought that Arsenal had to be in for Mbappe I know that other clubs massive clubs Real Madrid Man United are in for him with more financial clout but Arsenal can sign Mbappe the money's there I absolutely think the Wenger connection is massive for Mbappe and for the family he's always talked about a family like he's, he said that whoever he goes to, his brother's going to have to come with as well and join and go in the academy. Um, something Wenger wouldn't have a problem with at all. And I just think that's so important that the closeness the, uh, the, the, and Wenger's track record of developing players like you know, Anelka, Henri, obviously the big one. Um, and the fact that Mbappe grew up idolising Henri and wearing Arsenal shirts. It's just all that comes together for me that it's. And the Champions League, I don't think that important at 18. Well, I, I think at 18, all that kind of playing for the team you've always wanted to play for, for the manager you've always idolised in the position of your hero, I think that's going to play a much bigger part at 18 than it would at 25. Yeah. Do, you, do you think as well, another another carrot that I think Arsenal can you know dangle in front of Mbappe is that it appears as if they he, and Real Madrid... He'd start. And he'd get the number nine shirt. It appears as if those two teams are at the front of the queue. And I just think for Arsenal at the moment, like United are bidding for Morata and are looking at Belotti. They're kind of almost consumed by those two potential transfers. Chelsea are involved in negotiations for Lukaku. City. He won't play at City. And and he's not going to play at Real Madrid. Is he? He will play, but he's not. I mean, you're not like Wenger said. You're not going to spend 100 million and then not play someone. But he's not going to be a guaranteed starter. Well, for just, Real just look. Just look at Hamas Rodriguez. Sure, Rodriguez has played for Real, but he's not been sparingly. Not been an important part of that team at all. He's, he's not going to outspend Zima. But Perez loves Benzema. He 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 will start. 
Ronaldo plays centrally now. Bale's plays centrally a lot of the time. Morata can't even get in the team. He's having to leave because he can't get in the team. There have been suggestions can't. as well that he could be shifted out wide to kind of accommodate you know, his position in the squad, which would be... Almost like Rashford at Man United, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Sort of moving out to left hand or right hand side. So Wenger would have said to him, "Look, you come to us. You are my number nine. You start every game, pretty much. If you're fit, you play." Are we getting massively ahead of ourselves? No, or do I you don't think, think there, is there is genuine hope. There is, I think there is genuine hope. I mean, the noises today from France, obviously a little bit of a blow. If it, if that is the case, the, the Parisian would report in that Monaco and Mbappe have decided this year. You know, no, we're gonna we're gonna see one more year together. Whether Monaco will stick to that if a bid of 115 million, say, comes in, lands on their table. They're showing they've already sold Bernardo still, but the manager apparently might be on his way. So big things happening at Monaco, big changes. And um, it'll be interesting. Once the international break is over, it's really going to kick off. I think it'll be lots of speculation. Every day there'll be different stuff coming out. But once that international break is over, that's when we'll find out exactly what's happening. And Wenger will be right at the front of the queue. I've absolutely no doubt. Arsenal want him and they'll go for him. And it's exactly what they need. Exactly what they need. After a disappointing season, it will, it will excite everyone. It will get everyone on side. It's, it's the signing that they need. And I'm sure it's the signing they're really going to go for. He's not the only striker they've been linked with. And I know bringing <laughs> Alexandra Lacazette up to you, Kev, you're, I, I know that you're not a fan. <laughs> I, I thought we were going to go for uh, Anya Curry. Well, <laughs> yeah. Um... I don't think that's the signing that will appease supporters somehow. I agree but, but, but Lacazette, do you think that is... I mean, to me, he looks like the only viable alternative. And again, you look at United kind of seem to have thrown their eggs into the Alvaro Morata and Andrea Bellotti basket. City want Sanchez. Chelsea looking very close to getting Lukaku now. You look around the top five leagues of players that have scored regularly... There aren't many viable alternatives to those two. And you get the impression that it will be, he's hoping, it will be one of those that the Wenger brings in. I, I'm not sold on Lacazette, uh, as long-time listeners of the podcast will know. Uh, I get the feeling that it's kind of like a, a, a Jovetic or, or Nolito, that kind of player that I could see Man City wasting 40 million on and then just writing it off I don't think Arsenal can afford to do that Arsenal need to to hit on a on someone big I don't think Lacazette has what it takes to lead the line at a club with Premier League title ambitions and whether or not you think Arsenal have them okay but that's the level Arsenal are trying to get to and I don't see what Lacazette can offer Arsenal he obviously has a different style of play to Giroud but I don't see what's much better about his style of play it is interesting that Lacazette doesn't get in the France team and Giroud does it, it is interesting isn't it yeah. it's almost like Giroud is, Giroud is a better player although Lacazette did come on and have a big impact in that, in that game set on goals the, the background to that though is that a lot of France fans at Euro 2016 last season booed Giroud's inclusion in the team Giroud's and just actually, an easy target and, Giroud gets but, booed yeah. but remarkably to me as an out, as as an outsider being in Paris during the Euros André Pierre Gignac who, who was, was playing about, in Mexico I was about to bring him up was the player that they wanted to lead that which to me was just just ridiculous yeah because staggering because he, he's a pound shop Giroud why would you want him Absolutely. So I, I, I Giroud's record. Giroud scored like it's like seventeen or eighteen goals in his last seventeen starts for France, isn't it? Do you, do you, do you think he might go this summer? No, no. no. Unless he 
decides to force a move out, which I, I suppose this week quite interesting. Uh, yeah, but I I, don't, I think he'll still play an awful lot next season. I don't think he might not start every single game. Well, he won't start every single game, but I, he'll play a lot. And I, and Arsenal will be mad to get rid of him because if they get rid of him, they have to bring someone else in. They haven't got anyone else to replace him. So they have to sign not just in terms a main of the profile striker. of striker that he is. Yeah, he's just guaranteed goals. Not you know he has his little off spells where he suddenly can't hit a barn door for four or five weeks, but then he'll start scoring again. And he's just guaranteed 15, 20 goals a season. And he he opera, if we're going to go with a, a Mbappe, if we get him the dream signing, Giroud. What I mean, it's a plan B to bring on. And I, Arsenal will be mad to get rid of him. I, th- I think the the problem for Giroud is that he's proven that. His style of play works very well in the last 15 minutes of a game. And he's a very good sub to bring on. Whether or not he's willing to accept that he will be the super sub for a whole season is another thing. He but would start plenty of games, though. You think the cup games... And, and you know, if, if it was in back, he's 18-year-old, he'll need a rest every so often as well. So I still think he'll start, obviously, as well, Beck, as well, to come into the equation. Do you, do you think with Mbappe and Lacazette that... Lacazette is actually the target, but Arsenal are testing the waters with Mbappe. I think they've got more chance of getting Mbappe than Lacazette. I just think all the noises that come out of Lacazette, he doesn't want to really come to Arsenal. He wants to go out of Letco. Um, obviously, well, that's, there's an issue with that, but still there's talk that he w- is willing to go and sit, well, on, the, sit on the sidelines for six he, months. He, he, he wants to go to Letico. He wants to go to a Champions League team. He said that specifically, and Arsenal aren't a Champions League team next season. Arsenal don't have the relationship with Lacazette. They annoyed him last summer by not going for him. His uh, comments this week, though, were, were quite... He did backtrack a little bit on the Champions League thing, but... But yeah. that was in the wake of, you know, the transfer ban being upheld for Atletico, yeah. so you've got to... But but I also think... I think it would be a very strange move to go for Mbappe, put yourself out there as making these £120 million bids for him, and then just so that you could set yourself up to fall back to Lacazette, because you'll annoy the fans and you'll drive the price up for Lacazette. And I don't think there's any guarantee that you get Lacazette either. I mean, even Liverpool could come in from at any time and they are interested and offer him Champions League football. So I think it's to, you're taking a very big risk if you're putting all your eggs in the Lacazette basket because I just don't think there's been any sign that he's really good enough to join. He's also I, not Ar- good enough. <laughs> Arsene, Arsene Wenger will have been in Mbappe's ear for ages. You know, He'll know exactly. Mbappe will know that Arsenal are in for him. Wenger wouldn't, wouldn't go... He knew, knew how public this bid this chase was going to go because you can't come in for someone like Mbappe and it stays secret and he, I'm, I'm just convinced that he, unless he was sure that he could get a deal done if it can be agreed in Monaco unless he was sure that he could get something done with the player I don't think he would have gone for it he, he will know, this has been long it's been 18 months in the making this this deal and I'm, I'm utterly convinced to me that he Wenger thinks he can get Mbappe to Arsenal but it Obviously, How it, all often depends. Has he thought that... it all depends on the price. It all depends on him to strike a deal with Monaco. But I think if Monaco can give him the green light, if they can get to the stage where they can agree on the price and everything like that, I think Wenger is convinced that he can persuade Mbappe that Emirates is the place to be, even if it is just for three years, four years. There's been obviously an emphasis on incomings and the reports that Gazidis, as, as part of the, the change behind the scenes, that Arsenal want to be very proactive, seem to be very proactive in the transfer window and, and get. And nail these targets quickly, but there's also you know a focus on potential outgoings as well. And Bellerin's comments over the past 24 hours have angered you particularly, Charlie. 
what, what 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 do you think of his comments and what and where do you think, I think the he, land lies on on his future? I think he's pathetic. <laughs> I, I I honestly do. It's it's bang. Well, there we go. Up. That's the headline for the podcast. It's absolutely wound me up no end. I just can't believe we're in this situation again. It's just so clearly Barcelona. Everything that's come out of Bellerin, Bellerin's mouth for the last twenty four hours has been spoon fed by Barcelona. It's just you can open up the book on Barca transfer tactics, and this is it. And for Bellerin to fall for it and to start going against a manager that he's always pledged his loyalty to and start pretending that he's homesick or that his family going home has anything to do with this move is just laughable. The guy is on Twitter all the time talking about how much he loves London. He's always, as I said, pledged his future, to, um, pledged his loyalty to Wenger. So to suddenly throw this family card in, I mean, it's just... It's really well me out, and I I hope Arsenal hanging out to dry. I really do that they do not get rid of him unless Barca come in with something seventy million, you know, it's over the have odds. To take sizable offers. Yeah, unless, and it has to be over the odds. You know, Arsenal got, he's got five years left on his contract. He's one of the Which best. he only signed in November. Exactly, and and it's World Cup year. He's not going to want to sit on the bench and throw a little hissy fit because if he does that, then he's not going to get out of the World Cup, which is going to harm any future transfer plans if he really has them. So. He's in no position to try and demand anything or to engineer a move away. Arsenal hold all the power here. It's not like Fabregas when they needed money either. And, and so there, sh- there can't be any room for sentimentality. That They should say, all right, 70 million, that's it. Take it or leave it. You don't, you don't match that, then get lost. And tell Bellerin, you're not going, son. Very passionate response there. And, it, and it's not in any way similar to the situations they've managed to end up in with regards to Sanchez and Ozil either. They, as Charlie says, they are in a commanding position. Yeah, it's, it's a very different situation. They're very, very in control of the Bellerin thing. And like Charlie said, he's been in London for, what, six years now? I don't think he suddenly got homesick. I don't think he's naive enough to think that making those comments that he did in the Catalan press is just being kind to Barcelona. And just just answering questions. He knows exactly what he said. If he really wasn't interested in leaving, then he would have said that. He wouldn't say, we don't know what will happen this summer. Like, if he's trying to engineer a new contract, he just signed a new contract. And he's now fallen down the pecking order slightly in that Chamberlain has come in and played quite well as a right wing back. So, he's... He's in a weaker position than he was in November to make these demands and didn't make them, signed a contract. So I don't, I don't know what he's playing at. I really don't. He's... I, I think something's gone on with him recently with this going on, the Barcelona links and him stoking these fires. And also, I know it's a stupid thing to complain about, but the hair. I think... It's indicative. I just think that he's really bought his own hype over the last few months. There was me thinking we'd already had the headline for the podcast and you've just gone and <laughs> thrown that one into the mix. No, but he, you know, it's literally gone to his head. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, like the hair thing was funny for a bit. We wrote some pieces about it. it Seems to be having a bit of a laugh, but like, when he showed up in those bloody cornrows... <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think. Do you, do you also do you also think as well? Like let let's you know think about it. The formation switch coincided with Oxlade Chamberlain. I I know that he played well previously in the central midfield role, 
but he, he looks like a player reborn in that right wing-back role. Suggestions that he is now in contract negotiations over a new deal sounds a lot more promising with regards to his future than it did, say, three months ago when Liverpool were he, ha- having a, a look at him. He, I do even wonder, three weeks ago. I do wonder whether that has played a part in, in Bellerin's thinking and that he's, he's almost worried about where he fits in the system. Now. Again, that's pathetic if that's the case then because he's got a man up and fight for his place. You know, he's... He had the position his own. Ox has come in and, and made a, made that, a good that, play for him. Is that indicative of perhaps a wider problem with the mentality of some Arsenal players, do you think? I love the idea that we're at a stage where Arsenal have had their worst season in 20 years and now someone's trying to engineer a move away to Barcelona because they can't get first-team football at Arsenal. But I, I, I do <laughs> honestly think... It will have played. It will have played a part in it. I, I, th- I think it will have played a part. But I agree with Charlie. It's pathetic, honestly. If if you're gonna turn and run at the first sign of competition, but he's going to Barcelona. He's going to have plenty of competition for his place at Barcelona. If he thinks he's just going to go there and be guaranteed first choice week in week out, then he's well, got another thing coming. There, there is that, but there's also the side of the argument that says. They've had huge struggles since Danny Alves left last summer. Sergio Roberto doesn't look like an but anyone can come in. Back. You'd say that you're talking about him. He's been ousted by a central midfielder at Arsenal. It's not like <laughs> it's, well, so. It's it's football can change in any and, any. and even the way Bellerin came into the team initially was just by dumb luck and injuries. Yeah, and everyone was sort of laughing at Arsenal. That Dortmund away game in the Champions League when they had to play Bellerin, and all the talk was, "Oh my God, Arsenal are going to get absolutely destroyed because they're playing this." N- no market right back and then obviously he's made the position then it can happen at any time in football so there's no way you can go at Barcelona and think oh I'm going to go there to be a guaranteed starter because you're not no one can be apart from Lidl Messi there is the I, I just think that there is a belief from what the and again it, it's it's spoon fed from the from the from Barcelona to the Spanish press and then through to the public that there is this belief in Barcelona that they are kind of almost keeping the seat warm at right back for Bellerin to come and vacate, uh, occupy that position eventually. Because I, I'm not sure if that's the thinking more than they feel that they're entitled to have him there. Oh, do a, one. They're not entitled to anything. <laughs> I, I agree with you, but I think that that's... That is I, the school of thought. I don't think that they're waiting for him. I think they think that he should be there already. That's what they, the whole thing they went with Fabregas and they managed yeah. to get that because Arsenal were weak and they were in a really weak position. They're just, it could not be more opposite this time. Arsenal, Arsenal should stick a middle finger up right at them and say, sorry lads, move on, 70 million or shut up. Good. I'm glad we all agreed on that. Um, other outgoings, so Lucas Perez, a potential departure. Rumours today in Turkey that David Ospina is subject for a 3 million bid, which I think we all agree on sounds Really, really low. It does seem quite low. Szczesny, Juventus, still murmurings over Jack Wilshere's future. It could be a huge change. Sonogo's gone as well. Absolutely, yeah. With his interview <laughs> earlier this week, the lesser spotted Yaya Sonogo. I'm waving to how many, How much wages did he take out of Arsenal in four years? Remarkable. Yeah. Worth it entirely for his goal of, for the under-23s against Tottenham Hotspur <laughs> earlier this season. I thought season. you were going to say his, will... his hat-trick in the Emirates <laughs> Cup against Benfica. Four goals, don't Four take goals, a goal. <laughs> and then him falling over in celebration, yeah, which yeah, actually yeah. made up for it. Yeah, he, he, was, he was worth it, frankly. But um, I, it, think, it, I think we need to talk about Chesney more than Sonogo, to be honest with you. Absolutely. It, it's, it's gearing up to be a pretty significant overhaul. And, and Jordan Pickford, who's been Arsenal scouted him throughout the season, been regularly linked, do you, th- do you think 
Arsenal's thinking there is that Szczesny has been a need to go in order for them to to bring through someone like Pickford. I don't understand getting rid of Szczesny to sign Pickford. It just doesn't make sense to me. You've put in all this work on Szczesny to get him to this level. He has, over the last two years, developed into this keeper that Juventus think can be Jim Buffon's successor. I think that's rightly the gripe with Arsenal fans <clears throat> is how can Champions League finalists, Serie A winners, be with, of, with of the, the impression that he is good enough to replace arguably one of the best keepers in you know the history of world football? Yeah, certainly the best keeper of modern times. Anyway, yeah, Czech who granted had a brilliant end to the season and recovered has endured a mixed season and to me looks as if he is you know approaching the you know the twilight of his career now I I don't get it personally with Chesney do not get I, it no me. absolutely I think Chesney should be coming back I think there must be more to it behind the scenes that you know there's talk about the fallout with possibly Jerry Payton the, the well, he, he, with he, Wenger himself he, Payton, well. Payton might be leaving yes that's that's come out so I think there's plenty going on behind the scenes with Chesney but I think they should be putting that to one side and trying to sort it out because like Kev said it just doesn't make sense you're going to be basically bringing someone in for 15-20 million while letting someone go for 15-20 million and the guys you're letting go is an Arsenal fan absolutely loves the club would stay in a heartbeat and like you said it's been fantastic for Roma for two years breaking records setting the bar really for goalkeepers over in Serie A 14 clean sheets yeah. last season I mean, the all the stats are amazing with Chesney and like you said Juventus wanting to replace Buffon so why on earth aren't Arsenal getting him back as the, as the long term successor he's done his time he's matured he's you progressed you that sound like a prison sentence in Rome yeah, <laughs> but he has though he's, well, he's, they do play inside big cages <laughs> surely that's the whole idea of a loan is to let them go out there and, and really Sort of take a big step forward in his career, and he's certainly done that. And he's and he's ready to come back and and be first choice at Arsenal. Do you, have a real do you honestly man. think Wenger still thinks there might be a few flaws to iron out in his game? I know that I know in the past there's been exasperation on Wenger's part in that often he's very risky with the ball at his feet. Will often you know take take chances on the ball. Has been accused of having lapses of concentration and that kind of thing. Yeah. Do you think that probably plays a part? I think. Look, if, if Wenger's ready to let him go, then he obviously thinks that there's still major flaws in his game. But, like, watching Chesney, you always kind of, even when he was at Arsenal, you always got the impression, this is frustrating, but he's very close. I never... He's not even at his peak no, he's for a he's, he's 27. Yeah. He should be entering that now. You know, like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but if you let Chesney go now to Juventus to replace Buffon... When you made me sit through how many seasons of Manuel Almunia, <laughs> just it's it, does, it does just seem bad. I mean, it, like I said, there's got to be stuff behind the scenes. It be, must have been a big it's it's, it's, it's for, the only explanation for the why he's not being earmarked as the number one because the, the timing's perfect. Like you said, Czech's coming to the end of his career. Maybe one more season with Czech would Chesney want to be come and sit back. I mean, surely he could go out on loan again for one more year. But but, but, but but if he goes to Juventus, he's going to be sitting behind Buffon. You say, yeah, exactly. That's true. So it just doesn't <laughs> make it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any. He should he should be coming back, and um, but it, I'm pretty sure he won't. I'm pretty sure he'll leave this summer, and it's going to be it's going to be madness. Swift was saying that Wenger wants three signings. Are we, are we agreed that we think it will be well, goalkeeper, midfielder, well, striker? You you think that those will be the three priorities for him? Yeah. 
they've obviously been linked with Lamar, Mares. Do you think, I think that they hinge on yeah. on Urza and Sanchez? Yeah, I think it's 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 hard to explain, hard to figure out exactly how many signings there will be without knowing who's leaving. You know, like if Aspina and Chesney go, Arsenal are going to have to buy a goalkeeper. It's not going to be a choice because Absolutely. Martinez deputized you know, perfectly fine during the season, but he's not ready to play regularly. And he's way too big a risk to have as your main backup for Czech, who has suffered injuries during his time at Arsenal and is getting older. Do you think the need for a centre-half has been eliminated then by the formation change and the, the success that's brought defensively? It's an interesting it's, one. It is, because you're, you're getting into this issue then of the amount of injuries we, we always seem to have. So at the moment, if everyone's fit, you've got holding Mustafi, Kashani, Murdasaker, Gabriel. I love the fact Ma- you started with Rob Holding, by the way. I did that for you. <laughs> uh, Monreal is now a centre back, apparently. Kalasanech can play there. Well, his yeah. comments on Monreal today were quite personal. So you, you, thought, you, yeah. you've got Chambers coming back as well. What's happening with him? Yeah. Uh, Bielik. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think they'll sign a centre back. I'd be very surprised. Unless I, they sell I, one. I would be surprised. Unless they sell one and buy more, I don't mean Chambers, but maybe if Gabriel moved on, they might look to get someone in, but not not a £25 million player or something like that. Be, be I, I'd be surprised if we went for centre back after getting Mustafi for so much in last year and holding having just come through. Yeah, I, what, just, I can't see it. What do they need in a midfielder then? What type of midfielder do you think they need to go for? Uh, do you think they need I'll a describe him exactly. He's quite short, he's always got a nice smile on his face. Got a cute little Spanish name like Santi Gazorla, but his legs work. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good to me. That sounds yeah. good to me. I mean, I don't. Again, I think the I think the end end of the season, the format, the um, formation change brought the best out of Jack and Ramsey. I thought it was really encouraging the signs there. And obviously, there's only in the new formation there is only space really for two there. If you got whoever in front, the, the more attacking midfielders in front. So I'm not sure it's necessarily vital that it comes in and be an absolute first choice starter I think like we've discussed before it's more to improve what else is in the squad and so you're not falling back on someone like El Nene or Cochran who let's face it don't really contribute anything um, certainly <laughs> certainly going forward uh, they're steady <laughs> another headline contender they're, they're steady but you know they're yeah. decent enough players so, but they're pretty enough well Cochran maybe not <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I'm going to describe Cochran as pretty but El Nene certainly keeps the ball moving and when yeah. he plays he doesn't really let anyone down or anything but I think the last minute of the FA Cup final at extra time with El Nene summed it up when he went through one on one and then had absolutely no idea what to do with but if, if we're going to talk late in the FA Cup final are we going to talk about Cochran's step overs <laughs> there you go pretty yeah exactly <laughs> that was tremendous but I, I think they need to possibly improve in that regard you know in that side, a Toliso or a um for nows, maybe if you're looking at long-term Santi, because all a replacement, because Santi's not going to be back till December at the earliest. If everything goes well, I guess that that's my the follow-up uh, question he'll be, to what, that. Thirty-two by then. Yeah. The follow-up got... question to that is: Do they need a long-term Cazorla replacement and someone that give, brings a bit more athleticism? Because you look beyond Ramsey in that midfield and think, I mean, ideally you find a hybrid of the two who's a good passer of the ball who can put the ball through the lines and, and get around. Well, there is that option. Does he does he work in a, in a, in a two, in a, in a three, four, two, one, or however you want to look at it? He was good in that role, the, briefly before his injury. Um, you know, he played very well centrally 
albeit not always in the yeah, in the five. And he sees it. He sees himself there long term. Wenger sees himself there long term. Um, so I mean, he's an option. He he does kind of have the attributes of both. You've seen him play the Jacker style passes. He was pinging it left, right, and centre before when he was full of confidence. I remember the Southampton game. It was the FA Cup game when he was mixed. Yeah, five now. Yeah, he was fantastic. The yeah, yeah. passing range he demonstrated in that game. He was really dialed in then. And um, and then he's also the driving type player who can get into the box when need be. So he he does have the attributes to be that to be that man. We've unbelievably already passed the half an hour mark. I just wanted to ask very quickly about Theo <laughs> Walcott, who over the past who? yeah exactly <laughs> over scored, the, scored nineteen goals this season over the over the past couple of weeks his his name just hasn't really figured prominently amongst you know likely departures this summer. But I I, I struggle to find a place for him in that Arsenal starting eleven, and even if you do as an option off the bench does he does he fit an inside forward role does he fit a wing back role does he fit the striker role his performance against Leicester suggested probably not what, hap- what happens to Walcott Walcott's been at Arsenal for 11 years what's your favourite Theo Walcott moment that isn't him being stretched off the pitch while gesturing 2-0 to Spurs fans huh. FA Cup final goal but beyond it's, that, it's man. probably got to be that. The, the The annoying thing is, it would be the run at Anfield to set up Adebayor's goal in the four-two. But I cannot have that as a favourite moment in that. In, it came in, in a four-two defeat. defeat. It the, just the, cannot. The register, last five minutes again, I could do a podcast on it by itself on the last five minutes of that match and the disgrace that Arsenal were after that goal. Um, Walcott should be Walcott should be sold this summer. He's, I think he's, he's been in Arsenal over a decade, and you still don't know. He's the post. Him. He's the poster boy of the failed decade, really. Theo Walcott, and you know, seen him fall over the ball too many times. And I, and I don't, I don't <laughs> mind. I don't mind Walcott, and it's, it seems to change the same when he scored 19 goals this season, which you know, nothing. It shouldn't be sniffed at from a winger. Very impressive, but he, he's the big loser from this formation change. He doesn't fit in any role that the formation brings, and um, and I think I just think. A massive change for Arsenal missing out on top four. Just it's got to be a big change this year. You know, out with the old, in with the new, revitalise the squad. And I think I think Walcott should be sold. I don't think he will be because no one's going to pay the wages. Yeah, no, no, one's, on. no one's going to pay the money or the wages for him. No, certainly not the wages because it's just not worth. So it. he just festers in the. So I think he's just going to. He's just going <laughs> to. As you say poetically, put <laughs> he's going to fester in the background because um, I'd be very surprised if someone takes him. Maybe he might go out on loan. Maybe they might shift him out, and someone takes the sort of half the wages off Arsenal's book, something like that. But I don't see where he fits in. I really don't next season if Wenger sticks with this formation, which all signs suggest he's going to. I hope so. Just two questions from um, a couple of fans on Twitter to round off um, for today, then lads. Uh, I thought this was a really, really good question, actually, from uh, Neil Martin on Twitter. Uh, Each of our realistic best and worst case scenarios for Arsenal this summer. Starting with you, Charlie. Best and worst case scenarios. Best case scenario, keeping Ozil, keeping Sanchez, keeping Ox in terms of players already at the club, uh, bringing in Mbappe. He did say realistic. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely realistic, as I've been been saying. Keeping Mbappe... um, and signing a decent midfielder, who that is, I, I, I'm not sure. I think there's there's plenty out there. Um, and keeping Chesney, in fact, I would I'd rather than spend money on Pickford, I keep Chesney. I think that's what they need. Decent midfielder, get Mbappe, keep everyone else. Absolute 
perfect summer. They've already started it well with improving the left back, which was really important. Uh, worst case scenario, <laughs> <laughs> black clouds rolling over the Everett's is uh, Sanchez. Broken uh, Sanchez, Yeah, all over the place. Sanchez, Ozil, Ox leaves. Uh, in back joins Man United. Um, Pickford rejects Arsenal. Um, Almunia returns. So yeah, and Arsenal start the season with Giroud up front. They lose four 0 on the opening game of the season, and, and there's a riot, <laughs> which that... quite quite realistically could happen. <laughs> I was going to say I, I didn't even question the realism of that scenario. So that probably says a lot, Kev. We'll try if you if you can make it slightly different. Great. Well, best case is pretty similar. Yeah, to be honest with you. Worst case, Sanchez goes to City. Ozo goes to United. Bellerin goes to Barcelona. Chamberlain goes to Liverpool. Chesney goes to Juventus. Czech goes down injured in the first game, and Emiliano or Damien or whatever he wants to call himself, Martinez. <laughs> Ends up being our starting goalkeeper. We're strung along by Monaco all summer for Mbappe. Can't get him. Go for Lacazette, who basically tells us to do one. Uh, we end up having to use Theo Walcott as a striker. <laughs> and Sadie Gonzalez's legs fall off. <laughs> the and only good thing about that is that it probably still can't be as bad as how we entered this season, in the first game of the season. I don't think we could ever be as bad a shape as that or the the season where we lost 8-2 at Man United. So yeah. I think the worst case scenario has already been at Arsenal. I'm not sure it can get any worse than that. Yeah, unless, you know, the Charity Shield game, Alexis Sanchez scores four goals because we know he loves Wembley against Arsenal for his new club, Chelsea. Because I'm changing it to Chelsea now instead of Man City. Uh, and I could just... Oh, actually, I couldn't... I was going to say I could just about stomach him going to Man City. I couldn't. But <laughs> the thought of him turning up at Chelsea would just be a, just so horrible. Sanchez scores four goals and they're all assisted by Fabregas. <laughs> On that, that positive That mate, would be horrendous. Um, I think... Can you add anything? I think... I, I, obviously, best case scenario is very similar. The only thing I would add to that is... Getting Rob Holding a new improved deal. Jesus we, we, Christ! We, we have to. You have a problem. We have to build around. Rob Holding is an absolute legend. We have to build around Rob Holding. He needs a statue. Really. You're you're making me push back against Rob Holding. <laughs> he needs a statue. Diego Costa proved is a bad idea. I think a new deal for Oxlade Chamberlain's a must as well. I think what Charlie said about the fact he could bring that athleticism to midfield, and and I think. Ultimately, Sanchez and Ozil's deals are going to shape a lot of what happens this summer. Un- yeah. Unlike you two, I don't think. Well, I don't know if you would think it was a disaster if Mbappe rejected us and we went for Lacazette. I know you do, Kev, but I would happily have Lacazette because I I do still worry that we may get led down the garden path on Mbappe and actually. I I, I don't see why you think that, but that Lacazette won't. I think Arsenal are five times more likely to get Mbappe than they are like is that I agree with that the headlines for this podcast just keep on <laughs> final final question uh, which players would benefit from a loan which I think is really interesting given the players that have gone out on loan this season um, Jack Wilshire included whether, whether he goes out on loan again or whether he just goes completely so and will Christian Bielik break through which I think is quite an interesting one I, I personally think the formation change not just for Bielik, but for cent- central defenders at Arsenal right now, it, it, it's a really exciting time for 
players you know who can play there or in the central defensive midfield role or as fullbacks to kind of you know really convince Wenger that they've got a, a long term shot in there. Yeah, I think uh, I think the issue for Bielik is that there are so many central defenders and there's already quite a few, let's say, uh, mediocre defensive midfielders in that squad. The thing I would say, though, is there are a lot of defenders, but obviously there have been hints from Mert Sacco that he, he may not, you know, may not... If, if it, not, it looks like he'll be here around for another year. Yeah, but that's it. And there needs to be a, you know, a... a a long-term succession plan for Lauren Kishelny as well. Let's not forget that he's the wrong side of 30 now. With a dodgy Achilles. Yeah, absolutely. And Mustafi still looks as if he's acclimatising and adjusting to this league, which is why as many options as there are in there at the moment, I still wouldn't rule out the prospect of, of a central defensive signing. As you say, I think it depends on a few factors, I, just, I just think there are so many people in there, and Wenger has talked so many times about how difficult it is to keep a big squad of players happy. He said earlier in the season that he's not going to make the squad any bigger than it is now because yeah. it's impossible. He said that this squad this year was a mistake, that it was too already bloated. too big. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the first so. thing he said when asked about his summer plans was get people out. It wasn't getting people in. It was, I think he needs to, he wanted to streamline the squad a little bit. Yeah. Um, as for loan moves, uh, it's an interesting question. I feel like Chambers is probably going to go out on loan again. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I just think it's going to happen. Uh, do you think the Ryan's on the wall there maybe I don't think so because when he first came to Arsenal he was he kind of had that rope holding thing of he was thrown straight into the team and he did quite well and it really enhanced his reputation but he's not really kicked on from there so it would be good for him to go on loan to someone who's not in a relegation battle for the whole season Yeah, if he could go to somewhere like West Brom and train under someone like Pulis who understands defending properly yeah. as much as Arsenal fans hate him and I hate him he understands defending and it would be a good move that, no, I agree with that. he could learn how to do it and he would learn how to do it in a team that might actually win some games uh, I don't think Walcott will go on loan it's just it's too too strange a move Yeah, it was strange to see Wilshire go but you know it still had a precedent for that I feel like Walcott where would he go? Where where would Walcott go? West Ham. West Ham striker bingo. Yeah. I'd... Jesus Christ. <laughs> Who, okay, pick one player that you think should go out on loan. Would benefit from a loan was the exact phrasing of the question. Um, I, I don't know if he would benefit. I don't know if it's too early, but I'd love to see what Eddie Nikita can do out in senior football. To see yeah. just how good he is because his record's fantastic at youth level. He's a bit young, so maybe he needs one more year with the 23s before going out to a, a championship club, maybe. Um, but I would, I'm, I'm intrigued by Nikita to see just how good a player he is. I think Bielik as well. Uh, he, he, he was pretty impressive at Birmingham. He, he, yeah. he made a bit of an impression down there in a very short space of time. I'd like to see him spend a whole season somewhere in the championship next season just to see again how good he can be there's no point in coming back and playing in the 23s now he needs to get out and start playing proper senior football yeah. so I think he will benefit well and I, I, and, and I he, def- he's a big lad he can do it oh, he can physically do it definitely well, he, made a, he made an impression at, at Birmingham in a short space of time so I think if he could go and really sort of get a whole pre-season almost under his belt with, with a club well I doubt he will because I'm sure he'll come over and go to Australia and do, the, do those sort of games of Arsenal as Wenger tends to let them do in fact Wenger tends to keep them around until the early stages of the Carling Cup 
League Cup, doesn't he? To give him a bit of a go in that. Um, but yeah, I'd like to see him. I'd like, Nikita. No, I'd like to see Walcott. Well, I'd, I'd actually like to see Walcott sold, but I don't think he will be. So, and I just don't. I don't see the point in Walcott sticking around next season. I don't see what's the point of having him on the bench. I, I don't. I don't know what to do with Walcott. <laughs> like. <laughs> You're tied in. I mean, he's on underground. No one's going to pay him underground a week, are they? So the only, reason, yeah. only way you're going to get him off your books is by sort of paying fifty percent of those wages and letting someone, letting someone and just it. letting his contract run out. He's got a fair while left on it. I don't. I don't think he's one of the few that doesn't expire next year. I think the one player for me, and I, I think Ainsley Maitland-Niles could prove quite useful in in the new formation with his versatility. You want to see the Jeff? I want to see the Jeff go out on loan, and I want to see him. I'll be honest. I've been a little bit disappointed this season. I thought, in certain, I think the Southampton League Cup defeat was particularly galling for him. I think that was a real eye opener as to the level that he he needs to reach. But he was I, very good in the Southampton FA Cup win. He yeah. was. I'd like to see him go to the Bundesliga. That's interesting. Depends what his injury. Arsenal haven't said too much about his injury. They just that he's out for the season, and they didn't really expand on exactly how bad it was his ankle injury. So I think a lot depends on that. If he's going to be back for the summer and ready for next year, then I think he's at a, he's at a junction now for me where he needs to go out and get regular football. Yeah, I agree. I think he needs he needs to play. He needs to get familiarity with teammates and a, and a system. And I think it'd be interesting to see whether that plays a part in Wenger's thinking with loan moves. Whether he looks at teams that play with three at the back. To give them that schooling, that education from a, you know, from from the get go of their loan move. In, in I, that that's, that's why I'd like him to go to Bundesliga and play, because a lot of teams in that do play the, you know, the Gingen press and the very high tempo, putting pressure on players as soon as they get the ball. And I'd like to see if he can play that kind of style, because if he can, I think he could be great for Arsenal. He really, I thought the game at Southampton. I really, I enjoyed watching him. I, I like he. he kind of reminded me of Diaby the way he strayed through midfield and when he got going you know he's, oh, he's fantastic he's got like Diaby Diaby was a very very good footballer if Diaby's body were no, such a shame what happened to Diaby Diaby such a shame but he's become a punchline but he's such an, he really was such an oh, unbelievable footballer you, you just take it I know YouTube can make any player look special but you look at YouTube for Abby Diaby you, you, you can see why Wenger kept him around for 8 years just the no hope legs. that his body somehow turned yeah. Decent, yeah. I mean, that, like, I'm sure you're going to mention the game at Anfield. I'm pretty two sure nil, yeah. two nil. I mean, um, Podolski and Kozola scored, yeah. and he was just majestic. It was just the ultimate midfield performance, and it's just such a shame that I've forgotten his name now, which is just shows who who exactly it was. He just ended basically ended his career with just an outrageous tackle before, unfortunately, his career really got going. It's eluded me as well. Dan Smith. Dan Smith. That there was you it. go. Yeah. He's now stacking That's shells. Yeah, apparently. Fantastic. And on that nice gloomy note, um, I just wanted to say thank you to uh, Neil Martin and uh, Matt Davis who got in touch with the questions um, for us on Twitter. Um, Please do send your questions to us for next week's pod, ArsenalFC underscore FL on Twitter, uh, or at Charles underscore Watts, or myself, or Kev, (laughs) or anyone at football.london. Yeah, get in touch with your questions because we enjoy... Um, you guys getting in touch and, and posing some stuff to us. Uh, join us next week when we'll be looking back. We'll be looking back on uh, the past week's events. I'm sure there'll be loads more in Mbappe, Lacazette. Um, join us next week where we'll be celebrating the signing of uh, <laughs> Kylian Mbappe for Arsenal. Here's hoping, hey. Yeah. Um, great. Thank you for joining me, anyway, lads. As usual, 
Um, and we'll see you next week. See ya. Bye bye.